<laughs> hey guys, Jennifer Hobbs here, your host. Celebrate the struggle podcast where I want us to get comfortable with the uncomfortable and talk about our stories, our journeys, and how we got to where we are now. And so I'm so excited to be here with Annette Wittenberger because although I can sit here and read off all these amazing things she's done, I don't know her story and I'm excited to hear it and for all of you to hear it. But Annette is a, she has her own podcast, which the title alone just blows me away clearly like we we have things in common we're on similar paths the title of her podcast is the truths we hide like whoa makes you just want to watch it from that listen to it from that title but she is an army veteran a life experience coach with uh her company she's the ceo of a wild ride called life and um mic drop we're not over because she's also a published author published a book this year the wall between two lives annette welcome hi thank you so much for having me oh i'm so excited that you're here i was fortunate enough to to catch wind of just who this boss babe annette is on that uh veterinary uh tribe and so i've watched you and you know the minute i started to stalk you i saw the the cover of your book wow so uh those of you listening, again, the title is The Wall Between Two Lives. And that, can you tell everybody, actually, I'm going to be a spoiler alert, the cover, you have to go see it yourself. It shows two sets of shoes, two sets of feet. And one of them is civilian with cute little heels. And one of them is combat boots. Annette, tell us a little bit about the wall between two lives. And then we'll go talk about your journey. But um, is it a memoir? It is a memoir. And what's funny is that photo was taken like in 2012, um, way, way before I even ventured on this journey, way before I even realized that I was really struggling. So it was almost like God was talking. He was like, let's take this picture because you don't know what's going to happen in the future. It's crazy. That was not meant wow. to be. It was just a picture that was part of a photo shoot with my very good friend, Tara Ruby of Tara Ruby Photography. And so when I decided to write a book, I was like, that's the cover I want. I don't care. Like yes. we're going to make this happen. And I asked her for permission. She's like, duh. But yeah, that was never supposed to, ha- I, it was never, I, I had no idea it was going to wow. be already already <laughs> you're rocking my socks off okay so before we get to the book um let's hear a little bit about you where do you come from and like what's a little bit about your story how many years were you in and thanks so I think everybody starts when I was a little girl no but <laughs> I um I was I was raised in a small town which is not small anymore it's Simi Valley California and um, I went to an all-girl Catholic high school. So to join the army from there was just not the norm. There was like two of us in our class, actually three. One, I think was Air Force. The other one enlisted. And when she enlisted, I thought she was such a badass. I was like, I want to enlist too. And I couldn't do it. I had the recruiter at the house. I was like, I can't do it. So um, I got scared. But when I went to AS- Arizona State University, I was like, I want to try the ROTC program. And so I did that. I was like, oh, I'll just try it a few years. And then 17 years later, um, I was trying to figure out my life. I didn't make the list to Lieutenant Colonel. 
and it devastated me. And I think that's when everything just fell on me. Like this ton of bricks was like, what is wrong with you? Like, and it stirred up all these emotions from my whole life from the age of six until um, 2021. And I, that's when I started to realize that all these signs uh, were there, but I didn't know because in the eighties, you don't talk about that stuff. You don't talk about sexual abuse. You don't talk about divorce. You don't talk about any of that. So I was um, a master of suppression. I wore all these masks as a kid, as a teenager in the military, as a mom, as a spouse. And um, that's where the book came. It was just like, it's time to try to help someone else because my life was, was a mess and my family didn't even know it. Yeah. And that statement strong there, you know, like wearing a bunch of different masks. I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. People that are, that are struggling with things you had mentioned like all the way back to six. So was it when you started to realize you were struggling and then was it then that you started to identify like, man, like all this has come to this point from these things that, and started to identify the things that happen at six and that were bringing you to the point to where you were identifying how it was shaking things in your life. Yeah. Because after a few therapy sessions, <laughs> when they want to dig into your life, um, about things that I thought that I just blacked out, I was like, it happened, I'm over it, but I really wasn't because, um, as I started to dig into my life, that was why I had, um, toxic relationships. That was why I needed to have a man in my life. Like there was reasons why I was the way I was. It wasn't just, oh, it was a phase as a teenager. Oh, was, there was real shit that happened. And I didn't mm -hmm. know because I just, I just went through life just like, yeah, whatever. It was normal, but it, it, it wasn't. And I obviously struggled because I, even in my late thirties, I was a hot mess. Like it wasn't me. And that's so embarrassing to even, um, you know, bring that up. I, I ruined my marriage. You know, I, I, there was things that I did because of things I didn't deal with. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad that you say that and that you're honest to say that because I, look, fortunately I have a, I have good friends. And so like a battle buddy of mine, who's also a good friend of mine and we live close, like we'll have coffee and like, we're able to identify that at 37, 38 years old, like we still want to be better people. We want to be better parents. Like, so it gives me hope and, and, and just, it's nice to know, like, okay, it's okay. Like if you are a hot mess, if you see yourself as still needing to get right in some ways, it's nice. So, so you say that, you know, that it's embarrassing, but you're right. It is embarrassing. But the good thing is, is that we get to the point to where it is embarrassing. And when we identify that, like, I want to do something about it, like that's, that's awesome to have that growth process. Cause unfortunately some people aren't there yet. And some people never get there. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. There was some pivotal changes in my life that, uh, if that wouldn't have happened, I probably wouldn't be here dealing with it in the way that I am. I probably would still be a, a freaking mess. Mm -hmm. So is that kind of, uh, where your podcast is stemmed from, like talk, talking to people about the stuff that is 
uncomfortable and the stigmas and the sensitive topics that people want to tiptoe around? Yeah, no, for sure. Because it was really like a title for me, you know, like the truths that I hide and that I've, you know, that I've hidden. And, and I thought, well, uh, maybe I just need to start a platform and not just for me, but there's other people out there that need to be heard. You know, maybe they don't want to be on camera. Maybe they just want to be behind a microphone, but they want to share how they've gotten to where they're at now, how they survived their trauma or their, you know, any life's obstacles. And so I, I didn't know what I was going to do with it. I was like, I'm just going to start it and see what happens. And then, um, you know, the, my, I'm going into my third season and I, and I thought I'm just going to continue to do what I, I feel I'm a I'm big believer in God. I'm just going to continue to do what is put in front of me. And that's what I'm going to do. When did you start it? Gosh, two years ago now. <laughs> I, I feel like we have so much in common. Like I also just feel like this, this calling and to put myself on some somewhere where people can hear me and we can talk and relate and so that's why I decided to do this podcast actually when it was when it was someone had suggested it like six to nine months ago I was just like nah it's not for me like and then so I I feel like we have a lot in common I dig it I, I dig you, Annette <laughs> okay so where at what point so you had said that when you didn't make a colonel lieutenant colonel mm-hmm. um was it that was that like a, the big turning point or what was it when you identified like you needed to deal with stuff and that kind of started you on this journey of personal growth I knew I was not going in a good direction before I found out that I didn't make it so when I didn't make it that was when it was like i completely failed like I should have been better before I should have I should have done so many things that before that led up to it uh but that's when it, it really hit me like what the heck I, I I wanted this I'm a complete I'm a complete failure how come I couldn't advance like my peers how come all these things so everything was a question and nothing was I, I didn't I, I almost wanted to not blame myself. It was like everybody else. I was mad at the world, right. I was mad at the army. Um, I didn't go to my own retirement ceremony. There was like so many things I didn't do because I was so filled with anger. And that's when I, I was like, I got to do something because I didn't want to live. Honestly, I was on the floor at like two in the morning crying and I was done. And my friend um, from high school she had to talk me off the ledge. Like you have kids in that. You're not a failure. You are successful. All these things that I knew, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. And that was it. I had to do something. And I don't know why I thought launching a website to the whole world was <laughs> the answer. But for me, it was, I'm done being this way. Like people need to know that, yeah, I made it to a major. Yeah, oh my God, I retired. But man, you don't even know what was going on behind the scenes mm-hmm. you know so that's when I yeah it was one of the things that made me go I, if I don't do something I'm not going to be able to be here anymore mm-hmm. okay. I admire it that I mean I love 
that you're doing that because like you can sit there and judge a book by its cover and we can all sit here and look at other people's lives and be like oh like they're doing a good job like oh I wish you know and hope for things some people even get like jealous and and to let's all be honest with ourselves that it's life and that that's not always what's going on on the outside and so it sounds to me and I feel like I have been there before like it was you said you you know you wanted to blame everyone else but then it comes this turning point where you you decide it's time to take some accountability and I think that's another thing I really hope like through talking with people on this podcast that it that people can relate but then also find some personal growth in it as well and identify like nobody's going to change things for you and if you're not comfortable with something then you're going to have to do no one's going to do it for you it is a tough pill to swallow if you're not ready to hear that you know but I mean it sounds to me like you definitely got to that point and then so you start on so you said you started a website or were you talking about the podcast uh, so I started my blog, the website of Wild Yes, Life. okay. Mm-hmm. That's when I started it. Okay. And then um, did you start the book after? No. So um, I started, I was, I had a secret journal, like a diary <laughs> and WordPress because I, I wanted to write, but I wasn't ready to share. So when I was ready to share, that's when I launched the website. And I actually go back. I actually did start a podcast in the end of 2016 and there was like four episodes, but to me it was so depressing. I didn't, I, I wanted an outline. I was like, I was like talking to myself. So I decided to squash that because (laughs) I didn't want, I was like, how am I going to, what am I doing here? So that's when I stopped that the book didn't even, um, I really got serious in 2020. It took me a year to, to do that. I, because, you know, for some people they can write a book in a weekend. Uh, but I, I had to be in the right state of mind to write because it's hard. And I had to talk to my family and, you know, tell them, look, I'm going to do this, but I don't, um, is it okay if I use your name or I could totally change your name, but you are in it. And so I wanted them to be okay with it because part of me, I mean, people told me it's your book, you can write it, but I wanted to be respectful because parts of it has my husband in it, you know, my kids are in it, um, my stepbrothers and all all these things. So it, it, it was a journey to, to do that. It it was, it was hard. I bet actually. So I can relate to this because as I'm working on the second book, which is a continue, my first one, uh, Calmed Growth After Trauma, is the story of like enlisting and going to Iraq, meeting my husband, uh, him being hit by a roadside bomb and all the trauma that came to our unit, our relationship. And I found that the hardest thing to talk about was the war at home and the things that come afterwards. And as I went back and revised it, because I feel like it, it just kind of, I wrapped things up and I got that feedback. Like I wrapped things up like 
marriage and kids like into just like a short part and it was because it was so difficult to it was like wow this is a whole nother book and so as I'm working on it and typing you know this is life that's still continuing to happen and this is struggles that are uh, arising and so then I get scared and I'm back in that spot where I'm like, wow, like I'm going to share this with the world. Like, oh goodness, I need to talk to my husband about this, my family about this. And so you're, you're right. And, and for anyone listening to that, like that, that wants to, has thought about putting their story down, whether it's on paper or on voice memos in your phone, like that fear is super scary and, um, and being vulnerable to put out the good the bad and the ugly can be super scary but it's it's gonna help someone because we're all human I mean this is life and mm-hmm. it doesn't look like how the the front of a beautiful book cover looks but your book cover is awesome <laughs> <laughs> okay so I was going to ask you so being a life coach um for a wild ride called life what does that look like for somebody like that needs some you know <clears throat> like myself and probably all of us to be honest with honest with you like what what does life coaching with Annette look like so we I really dig into my experiences and how I can help someone else with with uh finance man I used uh retail therapy like it was nobody's business I maxed out my credit card I did all these things so we get into the weeds of why are you afraid to do this? Why do you do this? So life experience coach is just life experiences of Mm -hmm. what I went through and how I can help you. And that's what I've done. And it's really amazing to see people go, oh, that's why. And give them the courage to actually admit it. Because I mean, I'm 46 and there's still stuff that I'm like, oh my God, really? Uh Yeah. I grow. I'm still evolving. I'm not perfect. Yes, I may have done all these things, but let me tell you that <laughs> um, three years ago, I shouldn't have been here, you know? So, you know, that, that's what we do. We just dig mm-hmm. into how can we, how can we learn to live with our mental health challenges instead of suffer from them? Because I know my husband asked me, are you going to let this control you are you going to suffer or are you going to live with it and I was like oh my god that's exactly it I spent so many years suffering and being paralyzed that now I'm owning it yeah I have PTSD depression and anxiety I do but um I'm learning to figure myself out and I'm learning to continue on this path and the path is mine you know, and if you yes. want to be on it, let's do it together. Otherwise, because, you know, with this, with whatever we do, we're going to be criticized. I've had people ask me, why do you put so stuff on social media? Why do you talk about this? Why do you talk about that? Um, because I've saved someone's life by doing it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And you keep doing it. And you're absolutely right. Like people are going to criticize and then like, with things you're doing sometimes I know from experience like it's hard to for other people to get excited or even relate and like be like oh yeah that's super awesome you know and so it's just it's just continuing to find and you know what so that brings me back to life coaching like 
we all can't do that on our own. And so like, it's so nice to have an accountability partner, like someone helping you to talk out loud and not giving you the answers, but helping you to get to your answers, which is super difficult for us sometimes. And I know I had an accountability partner, a book coach during writing my book, and I probably wouldn't have wrote it had I not had some, you know, had that coaching. And so I think that that is a really good thing for you to be in, you know, with all that experience, way to kill it. (laughs) I know I just feel like I'm rambling there, but one thing I want to bring you to now is that um, things that you do for self-care, I've been trying to ask all of my guests, you know, because life still continues to be a struggle. You know, we know this, you've said that multiple times, like I've done all these things, but let me tell you. And so we know that we have to do certain things to keep pushing ourselves and, and find the best in us. So what kind of things do you do for self-care either physically, mentally, or spiritually that you try to stay consistent with or relatively consistent? Cause you know, like that helps you, you thrive on that, or you have some benefits from it. So I, like I mentioned before, I'm, I'm, you know, I was raised Catholic. I lost my way, came back, all that good stuff. But now I finally realized that, you know, he's, he's here. And so when I get in that mindset of, I wish I was them, or how come I can't be successful like they are, I literally have to stop and, and, and pray and say, okay, remind remind myself that my path is we all have different paths mine is for me and me alone and everybody has their own calling that's one thing um nails I go and try to get my nails done every month um because it's just something that I like even though it's just my real nail they're really short a pretty polish just (laughs) getting something and getting my hair done yeah I have grays man but yesterday when I went and got my hair done I was like girl where do those come from so it's just simple (laughs) things like that just to help I don't know it's I don't want it to sound like it's I'm being vain it's just something that just makes me happy just I want to feel pretty because I went through I went through like six months where I just didn't wear any makeup because I didn't feel like I was I didn't want to do anything I mean I was just so I was such in a rut and I, I stopped doing the podcast I stopped really writing again I stopped so many things because I was just I was so overwhelmed with social media with all these things so you know simple things like that um I love Netflix <laughs> and I will binge watch the crap out of something because sometimes you just need something mindless to watch so that you can just get away from this I had to learn that it will be there when I come back my um friends that follow me or, or whatever it, it, it'll be there so I had to learn to not chase things and rush and do things half-assed. I just had to be present because I still have my son who lives here. And that all to me is a form of self-care because I was going to lose my mind. This, the, being an entrepreneur or an author or whatever, that's not, I'm not famous. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I'm still human and I still have to be a mom. 
Um, and if I don't do something for me, just something simple like that, then I'm going to explode. Absolutely. <laughs> I think I had these, I just use those words like explode with a friend this morning. Um, as we were just talking about life and as those things build up. Yeah. <laughs> so you're absolutely right. And that is self-care really. And, and one thing I want to add to that, you know, if, if somebody is listening or watching this and they're like, well, you know, I don't deserve to go pay the money to have my nails done because like I didn't write a book or I don't have a podcast or something like that. Like the fact that you even get up out of bed and you are still pushing on through, you are trying in whatever areas of your life you really are trying. Now, if you're not, then now you're back to that step where you need to take some accountability and own it. But if you are just even get out of bed and trying and trying to get to be the person and the purpose you have in life, then you get your nails done or you take that time to watch Netflix, you know, like it is self-care, you know, it, as long as it's clearly not overused or whatever, <laughs> which we can all definitely relate to that too. <laughs> yes. So you deserve it. And that if if money and resources were not an issue, what are your biggest, wildest hopes and dreams with your purpose and your purpose that's been put in your life? I have I wanted to create a foundation for children who have parents that live with PTSD. Um, and I put it out to the universe. It's on my website. I have the logo. I have all these things, but I haven't gone. I haven't moved forward with it. Um, because it's probably just not the right time. Mm -hmm. I, that is my dream as one of my dreams is to do that because my children have been through so much hell with me. And, um, when my daughter, you know, finally, admitted or just shared with me her thoughts a few years ago I said we need to do something for the kids and not just for the younger but for teens like they now have seen the way that I think they should deal with things and it's that's not right um so yes that's what I want to do that's awesome it's gonna happen I mean it is I just don't know yeah. <laughs> logos done but I like that you say and are just honest and it doesn't bring you down to say like maybe it's just not the right time that's something else that we could all we all need to hear sometimes and we all need to chew on and accept even when we don't want it to because we just want yes. to it's so hard but yes <laughs> mm -hmm. in the meantime I had read in the description on Amazon where your book is available i'm sure it's available elsewhere but i did see again the folks that is the wall between two lives which i'll put in the in the show notes but um i noticed that you volunteer for a lot of things and i i had read on there the american foundation for suicide prevention but one that stood out to me was uh the tragedy assistance program for children survivors and i I'm going to have to look that up because there's just so many 
resources out there and it's so nice to, I, to get in the know about those i've been trying to keep a running list to make you know make available for people but having lost five people in in our unit there are there are quite a few children survivors and so i'm just now becoming aware of the things that are available to them that maybe they don't know about so way to be a volunteer way to be way to follow your purpose and what God has put on your heart and to step out of that fear into the unknown, which can be uncomfortable sometimes and use not just your struggle, but like the continuing struggle, the post-traumatic growth to teach and enlighten other people. And then to also push yourself to be the best in net you can be. It was so nice to meet you, and I will be sure to put everything in the show notes, but tell everyone how they can stalk you. Again, in the show notes, I'll put your link tree, which, dear Lord, I need to make myself a link tree. I'm just now hearing about what this is. This is so cool. But aside from that, um, how can someone stalk you so that they can, well, Obviously, folks, uh, you can go subscribe to her podcast, The Truths We Hide. What platforms is that available on, Annette? So many. <laughs> iTunes, Audible, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You can go to all those, all those places to find it. Awesome. And other than Amazon to get the wall between two lives, where oh. else? Is that just everywhere else too? You can just Google it. Pretty much, yes. yes. Barnesandnoble.com, Target.com, Walmart.com. Yes. 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 So I am going to go ahead and say this because I heard it on a movie one time and it made me laugh so hard. People don't even get it now because I don't think people understand the movie, but there's some movie where it's like, Google me, bitch. And that <laughs> reminds me of it. So I just, we'll just have to wrap it up on that note how else can they stalk you before we bid you farewell today annette you can go to my website a wild ride called life.com perfect that's all pretty easy folks you got know all these numbers and things you have to remember but again it's in the show notes so be sure to subscribe and subscribe to celebrate the struggle so you don't miss the next amazing story of come back and triumph and the hot mess we continue to live from here on out. Annette, thank you so much for being here today in this space. I just already know I'm going to continue to learn a lot from you, but um, you inspire me and I hope together we can uh, just continue helping other people together and separate, you know, just in our lives on a similar mission. Okay. I'm going to stop rambling now. You have a wonderful day and thanks again.